Hi guys, welcome to Versology Season 3 International Day Special. I'm Abby and I'm here with... Dalal, hi. Hey, how hi. are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I am alive and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, at least. Oh yeah, definitely, better than nothing. Demain, de l'aube, à l'heure où blanchit la campagne, je partirai. Vois-tu, je sais que tu m'attends. J'irai par la forêt, j'irai par la montagne, je ne puis demeurer loin de toi plus longtemps. Je marcherai les yeux fixés sur mes pensées, sans rien voir au dehors, sans entendre aucun bruit. Seul, inconnu, le dos courbé, les mains croisées, triste et le jour pour moi sera comme la nuit. Je ne regarderai ni l'or du soir qui tombe, ni les voiles au loin descendant vers Harfleur. Et quand j'arriverai, je mettrai sur ta tombe un bouquet de verts et de bruyères en fleurs. Tomorrow at Dawn by Victor Marie Hugo Tomorrow at dawn, at the hour when the countryside whitens, I will set out. You see, I know that you wait for me. I will go by the forest, I will go by the mountain. I can no longer remain far from you. I will walk with my eyes fixed on my thoughts, seeing nothing of outdoors, hearing no noise. Alone, unknown, my back curved, my hands crossed, sorrowed, and the day for me will be as the night. I will not look at the gold of evening which falls, nor the distant sails going towards Harfleur. And when I arrive, I will place on your tomb a bouquet of green holly and of flowering heather. So, um... You just heard Tomorrow at Dawn, um, first the French by Dalal and the English by myself, the English translation, and uh, we're just going to discuss it for a bit. So um, first question that we have here, simple one, did we like the poem or not? I loved, loved the poem, honestly. It actually struck me really hard, and I'll talk about that more later. Ooh, interesting. Can't wait to hear about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I definitely love the poem as well. It was really sombering. It's one of those beautifully written poems that um they can put like sad emotions in such a beautiful way. So um yeah, I really enjoyed it in uh in that sense. So like on to uh Dalal's um interpretation and analysis and you know whatever dissecting she did of this little work. Um, <laughs> let's go into uh, what you mentioned earlier. Why did it strike a chord for you? Um, because I uh, lost some um, my grandfather in 2019, in July of 2019. Um, and he was still in America uh, then, so I couldn't really see him before 
that happened. Um, so it this poem basically talks about how the it's a father going to visit his daughter's tomb at dawn. So it's kind of like he's going on a long trek almost to go see his daughter, uh, his daughter's tomb and like lay flowers down for her. And it's kind of like I wanted to do, but I couldn't because of school and responsibilities and things. So, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I really condolences um, to your family and to you, the loss of your grandfather. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Victor really um, captured that that sense of like grieving, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you described. For me, I don't have like a personal anecdote, but I do know like the last part, the last stanza in particular struck me particularly where he says, I will not look at the gold of evening which falls, nor the distant sails going towards Harflora when I arrive, I'll place on your tomb a bouquet of green holly and flowering heather. It's, yeah. throughout the poem, he, he describes this beautiful landscape that he can't even look at or admire um, because grief is like that, you know? Um, there's so much life going around you that you, it's not that you don't see it, you just can't enjoy it. Right. Because there's like an internal turmoil going on that affects the outside. And I I think that's what it's like a lot with sadness or with prolonged sadness, really, that he's feeling. Because as you mentioned before, this is his actual daughter in uh, 1843. Um, his daughter, Leopoldine, and her husband drowned, um, unfortunately, in a terrible incident. Um, yeah, and this was written for her on the fourth anniversary of their death. And it's... Uh, and, the, and just knowing that it was the fourth anniversary, it speaks a lot to the timing as well of the poem, to know that it starts at dawn, but then the poem ends in evening. Um, right. That's a, that's a lot of sadness right there. Understandably, that's a father and his child. Yeah. So. Honestly, I didn't know that it was about his actual daughter. <laughs> so that's, like, even more sad. I thought it was just, like, a character's daughter. Yeah. Now I'm like, I, oh my god, that's so sad. <laughs> shout out to um allpoetry.com, no sponsorship, but they have these wonderful tidbits <laughs> on it. It was just right at the bottom in the fine print. I was like, oh, that's so sad. And I was like, oh, yeah. his daughter's name is so pretty. <laughs> and honestly, like, um, the love of a father towards his daughter is completely different than the love of a granddaughter towards her grandfather so i just mm-hmm. want to add that oh but like that don't don't shrink your deeper don't shrink your experience at all because i mean poetry it's it's literally subjective if it right. if it highlights your emotions a way that's accurate to you then it's accurate it's fine right and i also wanted to add that um i lost a cousin in 2003 um, to kidney cancer Mm -hmm. and this kind of speaks to that too because we put you know flowers in front of my my 
dad's dad's grave and my dad's dad died before any of us were even born yeah like my mom was pregnant with my twin sisters when he passed so none of us got to meet him so I guess that's better not being able to meet someone before they die and get that attachment kind of thing Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, we would lay flowers down in front of our Jiddo's grave, because in Lebanon we call them Jiddo. Um, uh, and we would pray for her at the same time, because her grave isn't in the same place, but we would still have that same connection between them in a way yeah and is it like a family plot like you know families they buy plots see i live in a tiny like not tiny village but it's really small and everyone knows each other kind of thing it's that small and uh and uh my dad's um, family has a plot, mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> my my cousin isn't specifically from that village. She's from a different city in Lebanon. She get she got buried where her dad's family gets buried. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So I asked that because, like, I know that in Jamaica, where I'm from, we have the idea of family plots um, where right. you basically get buried. Yeah. yeah, just get buried with your family. So with yeah. my grandparents, who are all, no, I have a grandfather remaining. Sorry, that was weird. <laughs> Most of my grandparents <laughs> are deceased. Like, we have graves from decades back, and then it leads down. So from... Wow greats greats and then my grandmother my granddad and then like grand aunts and everyone there and then a couple uncles mm-hmm. so yeah. so again of course we won't we don't lay flowers though what we do i think they also do in a lot of other countries is that we do grave maintenance where we retile the graves the headstones ah. like every year or so and some people take it to an extraordinary leap where they decorate it and for a while oh, i couldn't yeah. understand that griefing process in my country because it felt extravagant and it was expensive. I was right, like, why do you right. make such a strong headstones? But these headstones, they tell the story of a person's life sometimes. So right. you'd drive in Jamaica and you'd see little miniature houses on people's graves. And sometimes they'd be yeah, miniature that's where how, they used to that's live. that's how we do ours. ours is Are you like, serious? Um, not like miniature houses, but it's like a... It, it's like a house, but with like tons of graves in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like that like, um, specific area is for like the whole family. I've never been inside one of those. Is it? Is I think that's what they call the mausoleum. Yes. Yeah. 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 We have words. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So you like have an actual house that they sit in. Like for ours, it's just tiny houses that are headstones, completely yeah. inhabitable. But. I, I don't know. It's like how people grieve. So Victor Hughes laid his flowers and traveled miles. Um, Jamaicans make miniature headstone arts. 
Victor Hughes. <laughs> Hugo, oh dear. I think we're gonna we're gonna keep this in the episode edit. Um we have <laughs> given our delightful author um a street name. Um because I can't remember. I always forget it. So instead of Victor Hugo, he's Vicky Hughes. Um so if if you're walking in the afterlife and you see him on the street, just call out Vicky Hughes, the retro poem. Yo, Vicky Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> we went from grief process to this. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Very proud of us. So professional. Is this seriously right. going into the edit? I would love to see, like, a blooper reel. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a few. We were like, let's make this 15 minutes, and in like less than 10, like we, we gave him a we gave him a straight name. This is who he is. All right. Oh, we're gonna go into before we say anything else more embarrassing. Um, Della is going to share some tidbits about the author that you should know. So, Victor Hugo, or Vicky Hughes. Um, is a poet, a writer, uh, he has a couple of famous books known as Les Miserables and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, if y'all are Disney fans, y'all would know what The Hunchback of Notre Dame is basically about. And if y'all are musical theater fans, you would know what Les Mis, Les Miserables is all about also. I love, I love musical theater so much. And I haven't seen, like, I really want to see Les Miserables. Ex- forgive my pronunciation again. Um, but especially, yep. I want to see the West End production in London. I really want to see oh, that Oh, yeah. They're incredible. Yeah, one of my favorite um, theater actresses, Carrie Hope Fletcher, was in, I think, five um, adaptations of that one musical. Wow. Um, I think she played Fantine, and then she played another character a couple times. But I really, really, really want to see the West End production of that. So, fingers crossed, no corona, and I, I can watch it one day. But yeah, shout out to Victor Hugo for uh, writing an incredible book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dalal has it, by the way. She's going to put you on the I spot do. there. I have one of them. She's got one of the several copies. Have Les Miserables. Y'all ain't gonna, y'all aren't gonna see this, but I'm showing it to yours. So to describe it, it's pretty. It's um a light baby blue. If is it blue or is it white? Uh, it's white. It's white. I saw blue. It's a white cover, little text on the front, and a picture of um one of our main characters there. A little drawing of her. Mhm. Yeah. It's and a great. And it says, and it says. Uh, classique abrégé, which means abridged classics in French. Fancy. Fancy, very much. Yes. All right. So, yeah, you guys go check out some of Victor Hughes' work. Go um, listen to all the other episodes that we have going on. We're so excited to bring them to you. Um, thank you so much to Dalal. She's an amazing um, friend, past member of the Poetry Club, really cool friend, really cool person. Um, speaker of many languages and fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, English, Arabic, and French. Yes, Lebanon for life. 
They're amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you for being here. This has been the French episode of the International Day Season 3 special of Versology. We'll catch you guys Thanks on the flip side. joining, y'all. This Yay. has been awesome. And very funny. Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode to edit. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Versology is a student-led podcast from Middlesex University Device Poetry Club. We publish new seasons every month. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MDX Poetry for further updates and more original work by our members. This episode was edited by Anusuya Subramanian. And it was produced by Abigail Spencer. This season's cover art was also created by Anusuya Subramanian. The intro music is Hip Hop by Francisco Alvier. And the outro music is The Hamptons by Arulo. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to Usology. <laughs>